Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are. You should know what time it is. This is Tyler Schaap, and I've got with me the new co-host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast, Mike Marino. Mike, are you with me? Am I official co-host now? I think so. Ooh, we need to give you a badge or something. Of course, it, you wear linens. It would tear a big hole in it, wouldn't uh, it? Oh, so is this like dating where like on the fifth date, you're like, are we, are we going steady? No, listen, I may be in Key West, <laughs> but you and I are not dating. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty and all, but we would look stupid. You're like seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> they would know that I was your sugar daddy or something. <laughs> it's it's Key West, man. Everything goes. That's true. That's true. And it's fantasy fest in Key West. Oh, everything life. goes. Yes. By the way, for the, pardon me for the ladies that are listening, please plug your ears. And of course, the snowflakes that listen. But for the rest of you. I'm sick and tired of painted boobies. I'm just going to say it out loud. It's my podcast, our podcast. And I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't ask for permission, but I have a trademark, <laughs> so screw you. But I'm sick and tired of painted boobies now. It's been a week. I'm tired of it. It, it was cool the first two days. Now I'm just bored. Yep. I did a go look at the tarpon today. That was fun. The tarpon? Yeah, the tarpon. Were raw. So after Hurricane Ian came through, made our water dirty for like three days. And now it's cleared up and it's crystal clear again. So I was over, I walked, I had to walk over to the hardware store this morning and get some tools so that I could turn on the light so I could look pretty for the video. And guys, by the way, we're doing, we're recording the whole thing on video, but we're not putting the whole video out on YouTube because then you'd see me pick my nose and all that good stuff. We are taking those videos and having our editing team cut them up every time Mike or I say something smart. So guys, listen for Mike to say something smart. You know, I wouldn't want you to listen <laughs> to me and be disappointed. But if so when, <laughs> when Mike says something smart, we're going to probably snip out that video and drop it over on the Cashflow Guys YouTube channel. So you guys want to get nuggets, you want to get condensed versions, or man, that was a great episode. I wanted to get some of the high points. We're going to start doing that. And shout out to our dear brother and friend, Lance Miller. That was his idea. Lance is part of our Inner Circle Mastermind group. And we all get together once a week at a, in the wee hours of the morning and kind of help each other grow our businesses. Uh, we help him. He helps us. It all benefits out. Small group of guys and girls that get together and try to become bigger, better, better business owners, so to speak. And no, it's not open. That's a closed group. I'm sorry, guys. Wah, wah. Anyway, let's talk about real estate, Mike. Should we? Or at least a little bit about real estate. Yeah. How about real estate, sports, tenants? Oh, tenants. Well. You don't want me to talk about <laughs> sports. So yeah, I don't know if I've Team ever told sports. you guys this on the podcast. <laughs> For those of you listening, I absolutely loathe sports. I have never sat down and watched an entire football game beginning to end. I've never watched a Super Bowl. I don't know anything about sports. And if you ever meet me, come to Key West and have a beer with me. Please don't try to talk sports with me unless you want to giggle. And you grew up in Buffalo and didn't go to a Bills game or anything? No, I was a hunter and a fisherman. Oh, that's right. And I learned back when I was single and footloose and fancy free that while y'all guys are sitting there watching the football games and the soccer games and the basketball games... Your ladies are unaccompanied and bored. I'll leave it at that. Oh, no. (laughs) That's the old Tyler when he was on the pro. That's right. That's right. I'm too damn old for that crap now. Now I finally found the right one, so I don't have to prowl anymore. Or she'd sweep the legs anyway. Yeah, she'd kill you. Yeah, she would. (laughs) So we should probably talk about our topic, which is them versus us mindset, Mike. Yeah. We, you guys have heard me for many years talk about investing as a team sport. And that, you know, you think, oh, cool. I got my Sean Yesner on my team. Life is grand. I got my mortgage guy. I got my title guy or girl, whatever. There's your team. Mike, you brought up a valid point. We're talking the other day and you had said, well, you know, the tenants are on the team too. 
And it, that when you said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So if you guys want to watch the YouTube video on Mike's reaction, when I reminded him of that smart thing he said, you can go <laughs> casual guys, go to youtube.com forward slash casual guys, and you can see that little re- reaction. That, that, <laughs> well, see, they're going to go there and like, it's not there. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> you got to watch 23 videos and like them all, and then it will magically appear. Yeah. Since you're there, just watch a few videos. That's right. And thumbs up, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a comment down below. <laughs> Tell us what you think. <laughs> but um, you're absolutely right when you say that tenants are on the team. And the yeah. part of this episode, part of the reason you have a story, I have a story. I want to start with mine because it, it ties right into yours. Last time I did a rehab on a rental property. Well, I shouldn't say this. Almost every time I've done a rehab on a rental property, there will be some vendor somewhere. So for those of you that are my current team that listen to the podcast, don't make this mistake because it's the fastest way to get fired ever. I don't care how cool you are. They will make some comment that goes like this. Well, yeah, that could probably be done better or to higher quality, or, you know, you could use the upgraded materials, but it's just a rental. Oh, when I hear that, I see red. I have fired painters, plumbers, electricians, roofers, you name it, contractors, framers, handymen on the spot. Get out. How much do I owe you? Leave. Because here's my thing. You nailed it on the head, Mike, when you said investing is a team sport and your tenants are part of the team and nothing could be more true. Because here's the thing, guys. And Mike, you've been through this with your places in the back. You're, you're a rental there in St. Pete. Yeah. Um, without the tenant and the tenant's satisfaction, we don't, they no, nobody needs us. That's right. You got, you're right. You had an, Mike had an Airbnb and we sold it last year. So last year? Uh, 21. Yeah. You got an absolute fortune for that place all the time. But when you oh. walked in there and I sold the place, I was his realtor. And when I sold it, he made it easy. It's like, usually I got to go into someone's house and kind of tell them what they've, what's needs a lot of love. And I didn't really have anything to say at all. Nothing. It, cause it was perfect. And when the guests, so I started reading their feedback on Airbnb because it's important when you're selling somebody's property. One of the things you look at is that they've got feedback available, like an Airbnb scenario. You want to know what the tenants think, because that speaks to the viability of the business. Multifamily folks, when you're looking at multifamily apartments, you should be Google searching the name of the apartment complex and getting a good flavor for Number one, how do the tenants like living there? They may hear that it's being sold and haul ass. You may be buying an empty building and in some neighborhoods, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to be on Airbnb for that. Just go to Google reviews. If you just right. type in the address, Google right. reviews has the, the long-term tenant comments in there. Some of them are lovable. <laughs> they are, but it's <laughs> that's telling you exactly how you can add value. Now, Sometimes those those reviews means that you just need to get new tenants, that the building isn't the problem, the management isn't the problem, the tenant's a jerk. But I'm here to tell you, and I've been at this a long time, 95% of tenant complaints are warranted. Fact. If you ever want proof of that, go to eviction court in your local market. In Key West, Mike, when we were looking at rental properties here, yeah. did, I, did we, you and I go through any rentals together or did we just go through Airbnbs? Uh, we just went through Airbnbs. Okay. But I would love to go through eviction court in the Keys because I'm sure there's some characters walking in and out of there. Well, so you went through, you did, we went through some Airbnb. Remember we went over to the ones behind the smallest bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those okay. are fun. Now I can, we can talk about it now because it's been sold. Somebody else got it, paid way too much for it, and then gutted the place, had to gut the place because That's they sad. bought it and found out it was structurally unsound. Oh. Oh, yeah. The entire, both buildings have been gutted. I mean, right down to nothing. It's like dirt floors. Wow. The owner had done a terrible job of maintaining the property. The reviews were horrendous for that guest house. Horrendous. They were, yeah. People, one guy sat on the toilet and the toilet collapsed below the floor. 
Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ah. back unit on the right-hand side, the guy who sat down and go potty, and it, the floor joist broke because the t- floors were rotten because he had a wax ring leak that had been leaking since the beginning of time. And that guy had reviews three, four, five years ago where people were complaining of urine smell. So that is a property. And guys and girls, this is a place that was renting for $315 a night. Oh, yeah. It was not cheap. I mean, it was in the heart of downtown, which is great. But sure. I, I mean, when we walked through it, you could tell like not the best care was taken taken of this. And then when you go further and find out that there's no property manager and the actual seller just didn't give two shits, you could tell. Right. Chief cook and bottle washer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when we say your tenants are part of your team, Every time I hear somebody complain about how they hate being a landlord or I could never be a landlord and I hear this tenants, toilets, and termites garbage, I think to myself, that person has no idea how to serve anyone else but themselves. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And guys and girls, this applies to management. Okay. That's where this us versus them mindset comes in. Yeah, it's true. And so when we talk about tenants, most people, when they look at buying investment property, they think is the tenant as... Oh, that's the, they write the checks. They're writing the checks that come in the mail and that's it. Right. So that's their job. Yeah. I always love hearing. They're the devil, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. They either pay the checks or they're the devil, but they're not the, Hey, the nice family that's moving in. I'm trying to take care of them, making sure that they have a nice place to live so they could stay a long time. And, you know, I, I always bring up your story about your fourplex when you actually lived next to your tenants in that particular uh, building compared to some of your other investments where it was more remote, it was a property management thing. And I would love hearing your stories about how you became acquaintances with, with your tenants, right? Yep. For me, you know, it's close quarters. It was that place that you're talking about was four units. And I'm a guy that likes a bonfire on a Saturday night. So I had a little solo stove and Jill and I would sit out there and we have nice, real nice that, that uh, it looks like wood, but it's, real thick plastic furniture, you know, real nice out there. Cause we like nice things. And we lived there at the time. This is going back many years. So we made our place very, very nice. Right. And we wanted to get top dollar rents. So the way to get top dollar rents is to treat people like gold. So we bought the best furniture, just the same furniture. Like we had now there's four other apartments, but we bought everybody the same furniture we had. We didn't have the nicest place. They were all the nicest place. That was our mindset. Mm. So the tenants, that we attracted. Well, we attracted some that were never going to be tenants, but that comes in the screening process. But we, the tenants we attracted were people that were more like us, responsible people that pay their bills, that work hard, that are not victims, and they won't put themselves in a position to be victimized. They're savvy individuals. They don't have to be wealthy, but they do need to do things like go to work every day and pay their bills on time. And frankly, I don't even care if they have good credit because sometimes Bad things happen to good people. Good I don't point. do, I'm one of the few landlords that I don't do a credit check. Whoa. No, because what is, I don't care whether you pay capital one. That doesn't matter to me because I'm not a credit card. And what I look for is evictions, evictions and criminal history, hmm. because I believe that bad things happen to good people, but criminal history. The one thing I look for is an eviction because an eviction says you stayed beyond your welcome. You were asked to leave. Oh, you refused. Yeah. So for me, that is an absolute no-go. You will never rent one of my places if you've had an eviction. I've had property managers that want to argue that fact with me, and they were never my property managers anymore. With the exception of Memphis, I didn't have a choice because everybody gets affected in Memphis. I think it's part of the rite of passage in Memphis. (laughs) Eviction court literally takes like 72 hours in Memphis. It's crazy. But you've had some experiences, Mike, with 
property management. You've had any experience recently with a property management firm that I think has lends a lot of credence to this topic. So I'd like you to share that with us. Yeah. So I'm out in Colorado and moving out here, I rent. I rent a duplex and people always wonder, why are you renting out there? Well, because you have a brain. That's why. Because <laughs> the numbers work. I'm paying yeah. for the same property. I'd, I'd pay double just in the mortgage payment alone. Triple. But, but, <laughs> but that plus, I mean, I, I, I came from Florida, Florida, Colorado. I knew nothing about the state, knew nothing about the town. I wasn't honestly feeling comfortable about buying in a neighborhood where I'm just guessing that this is the good neighborhood. Right. And even when you read reviews online, sometimes you, you just got to live there for a little bit to figure out, okay, this is the good side. That's the bad side. This is the place this could be growing and whatnot. So you got to live there. Anyway, yeah. so what I did, my property management company that I'm the tenant of, right? I literally called them up and I wanted to speak to the owner. And I said, hey, his name is AJ. AJ, hey, I'm new to town. I'm one of your tenants. I'm also a real estate investor in the area. So ding, ding, ding. He knows that I could be a potential source of income for him. Right. Hey, let's uh, let's schedule some time. I just want to sit down, talk to you, see how you guys operate. And uh, also, I'd like to interview you, basically interview you for my YouTube channel, right? Now, people, I know people are thinking, well, I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't have a podcast. My ulterior motive for going over there under the dis- under disguise of the interview, which was also very good too, was because I wanted to be on his buyer's list. Exactly. Because the Property manager knows what properties are the problem and most important, what landlords want to get the hell out. So I wanted to be on his like number one list where if somebody comes up, he's going to call me. I know what people are thinking right now. Wait, you've got a YouTube channel. You have a <laughs> YouTube channel. He's got a YouTube channel on top of Cashflow Guys YouTube channel. Yes, he does. Mike, tell us for a quick second what's your YouTube channel about. Yeah. So my my YouTube channel kind of focuses on I'm an airline pilot. And airline pilots, we make a lot of W-2 income. And we pay lots of W-2 tax. Amen. <laughs> I make fun of Mike all the time for his tax bill. <laughs> but, but in the in the cockpit, the running joke is pilots make so much money. We think we're so smart in the cockpit. And, and yet we're afraid to get advice where we don't know how, what to do with our money. We're afraid to get right. advice from anybody else in any other industry, how to uh, uh, buy, how to manage, how to operate rentals to increase our wealth. Because- we're always taught, well, we have to be absolutely perfect because if you're not, you're in major trouble, That's right. <laughs> both physically and career-wise too. So, so if you're a pilot and you want to sit in your tiny whities and learn and no one will know that you're <laughs> learning, no one will know you don't know all the answers, you can go to Mike's YouTube channel. Yeah. Go on YouTube and type type in layover money on YouTube, well, right? Well, on YouTube, it's just Mike Marino, pilot, real estate, pilot oh, investing. Right. That's yeah. right. But layovermoney.com is your website. Layovermoney.com will bring you there also there. See, I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, get over there. Even if you're not a pilot, get over there and take in some of that knowledge because he's passing on things. If you're one of those people that's you're not happy with your tax bill, the only way you can do that is change your facts, right? Tom Wheelwright says that. I don't mean to segue too far from the episode, but Tom Wheelwright, sure. a rich dad advisor, says if you want to change your tax, you have to change your facts. That doesn't That's mean you right. need to lie to the IRS. It means it changes how you use the money you have and how you earn, change how you earn your living. Yeah. Tweak that. And Mike talks about that and you do a great job on those videos. So, well, thanks. Yeah. It's all about the changing the mindset, right? Exactly. Uh, so, to go back to the property manager, I made good friends with this uh, the owner, AJ, right. and the property management company with AJ. If I'd call, if I'd email, I'd literally get a response within 30, 30 minutes. At wow. most. So they were Johnny on the spot, 
everything maintenance wise. And then about three weeks ago, I call up AJ and he says, oh, uh, yeah, by the way, I just sold my property management company. Now I'm selling it to a national uh, property management uh, brand that's out of Alabama. This is a Colorado. sunk a little bit. (laughs) Yes. It went from this beautiful mom and pop to now it's a national brand. And I kid you not, the day after the transaction, I've noticed a huge difference. So he, luckily the national brand, they kept most of the local staff, which is which is very smart, honestly, because the Alabamans don't know what's going on over here. Got However, that. just just talking like the secretary, talking to the, the, the people down the office, their sentiment was, we had a great time with AJ. He sold us out. He took the check. He ran and we're stuck here. Wow, uh, see, that's the that's the sad fact because that's preventable, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess what I'm saying is, go out there, interview your property manager. Number one, because you want to make sure that they're on the team of your tenants and you, the landlord. Then they're not putting anybody below you or vice versa. And also make sure that they really understand the area. And now, unfortunately, I interviewed a great company, but now that they've changed to a national brand, which nothing against national brands at all. There's a way to make that work. Absolutely. Sure. But make sure that they have that local touch. I'm willing to bet. I'm going to put on my crystal ball and my Swami hat. I'm willing to bet what you're going to see is that the, the current staff is going to slowly migrate away from the company. Oh, absolutely. They're there right now because the new company probably provided some sort of a short-term incentive to keep them there. But know this, mm. change is coming soon. When one company buys another company, the only thing, the one thing you can always guarantee is change is coming. Now, change in a lot of cases can be good. How it's delivered is really what winds up telling you how it's going to play out. But in the end, they're going to probably change pay plans. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably try to corporatize the mom and pop, which is going to be met with resistance from the team, from the staff. Yes. You probably have a key player somewhere in that office that's still there. And when that person goes, it's like the house of cards when you're pulling the bottom card. <laughs> right? Jenga <laughs> that falls. Is, that is the future. Yep. So, because a smart company that buys other companies knows that what you're really buying is not the staff, you're buying the customer base. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, they really want their database. Their database, and I've told you guys this for years the the money's in your database. If I sold cash flow guys tomorrow, you don't get to own Tyler Chef. I'm not going anywhere with you. Mike's not going to go anywhere with you, but you would get our database. And Mike's seen the inside of the back end of cashflowguys.com. We have a substantial database. And a lot of records and, and whatnot that and addresses and phone numbers and emails to everybody. Now, I won't sell out. I don't believe in selling out my people like that because what we do is very different. We are more about value driven. And that's why we give them all information for free. But in the end, I can sell this. I've been offered a lot of money for my database. Really? Yeah, because that's what they want. They want to, they want to market. They'll put my face on it. And they'll send out a marketing. And they'll schlep you some courses. I've had a couple of people I've interviewed for the podcast, interviews that you guys have never heard because I never heard them. I trashed them. That it was nothing but a pitch. And they wanted all they wanted was in my database because they know I have a big database. And that's what you're going to find with these type of companies. Now, this mom and pop has been bought out by National. National is going to come in and they're probably going to be, do something stupid like they're going to get rid of a key player because they're too, quote unquote, expensive or they don't see the corporate vision. Yeah. The problem is, that was the glue that held the rest of the team together. So if you take out that card, pull that card, that house of cards is crashing down and then the company is going to go with it. And in the end, though, the difference is the company always has the ability to say, well, we still own the database. 
Because in the end, that's all we want to do is sell these people property management. And Mike, how hard was it for you to find this property manager? Not easy, right? No. I mean, you type in Google, he would not be the first one up because he was a small mom and pop. And when I interviewed him, that's what I liked about him. But they don't have to be that good. They just have to exist because there's not a lot of competition for oh. management in Fort Collins, Colorado, right? That's true. So all they got to do really is get higher in the Google rankings and they can pummel anybody else. And now because of the beauty of Facebook marketing, they can do what they call lookalike audience. For those of you that hate marketing, this is why I keep telling you, you got to learn marketing because when you buy that big fat to customer base of everybody that is, needs property management in the Fort Collins general market, or maybe the Denver sub markets, and you've got, I don't know, a hundred landlords and their email addresses, you can import that into things like Facebook or Meta and then say, Hey, find me other people that look like this. So if I'm maybe a Denver based company or even an Alabama based company, and I want to take over property management in the state of Colorado. I got to find a bunch of broke realtors. That's not hard. There's broke, <laughs> broke realtors in every real estate office. At 99% of them are broke. That's so now that we know getting help to manage is easy, we take that database that we just bought. We don't really care if the people leave. We feed that bad boy to Meta or mm-hmm. Facebook, and we do a lookalike audience. Now we start running targeted, highly targeted paid ads to potential landlords. Say, hey, you need property management in Fort Collins, Colorado? And next thing you know, you doubled your business, eliminated your staff and cut your overhead. But now that the us versus them has just crept back in. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the problem here, guys, is that the, the the victim becomes the tenant and the landlord because they get the lack of, they get the punishment for this corporate takeover. That's how this plays out. So in the end, when you're mom and pop, and I'm starting to see like a lot of some syndicated deals are starting to come back on the market. There's a lot of the trend right now. Those of you apartment investors, be prepared. Okay. If you're, I don't care if you're the sponsor or you're the passive investor on the LP side, there's a lot of buildings that were just bought, a lot of properties just bought in the last couple of years, either right before COVID or during COVID. They've been repositioned and in 18 months, they're putting them back up for sale. That's a full on retail gig, guys. I don't care if they tell you there's more meat on the bone. There isn't because they've already scraped it off. They've raised the rents as high as they could get away with to boost the value to dump the thing on you, which means you're inheriting the bad tenants and the gutted management companies because who sells a perfectly performing asset? Riddle me that. Perfectly. It's getting ready to happen right now in Key West. There's a very large place called Ocean Walk. Mike, you know about this deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the price is not up yet. They still have not put the price up on that thing yet, but they have raised the rents for a two-bedroom, 44% in 12 months, 44% rent increase. And mind you guys, right now, Fair market rent for that building for a two bedroom is thirty eight hundred. Well, that's what they're charging is thirty eight hundred. They're advertising that they're going to raise it another forty percent. Yeah. Well, they're doing that because the building's for sale. As soon as they unleash the, the beast, some hedge fund's going to come in and buy this thing. So, how do you think that boils down to the tenant experience on the end? <laughs> the tenant's the last thing they're thinking about. Right. They're going to be so broke. They're, they're not going to. They're not going to be home enough to be able to bitch. Because they're going to be working seven jobs to cover the, the your, your rent increases. That's the reality of it. So, guys, you guys, the girls that are that are small time landlords, landlords, if you're picking up some of these properties from no matter where you're getting them from, you need to figure out the relationship between the tenant and the landlord as it is right now. Are you dealing with a landlord that is afraid of the tenant that doesn't do any value add and justifies that because he doesn't want to have to raise the rents, or my sister lives there and I didn't want to raise the rent, or my friend lives there I didn't want to raise the rent. See, my people, my people expect rent increases. I put it in the lease. I put it in all capital letters, you know, like a fifth, 60-year-old realtor does in a listing. I put it all caps so you can see it. 
I make them initial the left and right of the line that my rent goes up 10% per year. But my properties, Mike, you've stayed in one of them. My properties oh, yeah. are flawless. It's if you are, if you're a detail oriented clean freak, you should probably look up my properties. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> you're not going to get a discount because I can't give you the level of service and discount because you get what you pay for. But that's because I care about the people that I put there. And if you're really going to make it as a landlord, I don't care if you're doing duplexes or 500 unit Grant Cardone specials. Grant Cardone is as successful as he is because he's doing B and B plus and A assets. He invests and provides housing for people like him. He knows that tenant class. And he provides, if you've ever been to his properties, I have in Miami, they're gorgeous. He's like me, I am on a much larger scale. When it comes to cleanliness, there are no cigarette butts. There are no oil stains. There is no dirt in the cracks of the sidewalks. There are no cracks on the sidewalks. Everything is manicured and perfect. And the people that are there treat the property accordingly. Because who's going to throw a cigarette butt, Mike, in a manicured uh, flower pot when they're paying $5,000 a month for rent? Nobody. Yeah, that's a good point. And they take pride in living there. Right. The bum from Joyzy who's on vacation, he'll probably throw it there. Now, now, this because he doesn't want to get he doesn't want to get stuck in his slides and white socks. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, us versus them, guys, is the fastest way to put yourself out of business when it comes to doing what we do for a living, being property owners. Yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of people are thinking, well, if I if I don't want the us versus them within the entire team, because remember we keep talking about it, it's a team sport, and your entire yeah. team has to be on the same goal of the tenants are part of the team, the tenants, the gold. Right. So, you know, people are asking, well, how do I find a property manager? How to find any vendor who is going to be on that same mindset? And, and really from what I found, and I think you did too, it's all about referrals. It is. And not just any referrals, but oh, when, thank you. yeah, ask that referee, Hey, how long have you been working with them? Uh, what's some, what's a great story that you had with them that they really took care of you and your tenants? What, what are the things that they do good? Some of the things they do bad because anybody can throw out a referral name, right? That they find yes. in the yellow pages or online or that they hurt. And Susie had my before. favorite BNI, please call them. I need four more referrals by Friday or I got to buy tea and crumpets. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's BNI's thing. I mean, you got a BNI. You're you're required to give so many referrals per whatever per week per month. That's like a big deal if you don't meet, meet your quota. So how do you do that and give quality at the same time? The reason the, the answer is you don't. Can you explain what BNI is? Uh, Business Networking International. I think it's called. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's like a networkers cult. Ah. I'm saying that. I'm saying that tongue in cheek because I have friends that are in BNI, but the referrals are terrible because they are compelled to give referrals, not because. Mike Marino's a great guy and really knows how to underwrite like a like a banshee. They give the referral because my God, he's on my spreadsheet. And if I don't give a referral, then I'm gonna fall behind in my quota. Oh, okay. So you could be careful where referrals come from. Yes, very careful. Have you used them? When was the last you had said you nailed it? When was the last time you used them and for and what what are they not good at? Yeah. What don't they like to do? And there's always something that somebody's not good at. So that's right. For me. Sometimes you got to be a little tricky. I like to lead them down a path to see if, you know, lead the, lead the, the horse to water and see if they'll take a drink. I'll make up a story. So tell me what you do in this case. And I like to be on Zoom or face-to-face with them and go, so some jackass rents the place and you come outside and you just see him like pissing in the bushes. How do you deal with that dirt bag? And if they seem a little taken back by your response, you know, the way you say that, well, that's probably a good sign. 
But if the guy gets all angry and pissed off and says, I'd go up there and punch him in the throat. Well, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Mm. If the guy just takes what you say at face value and doesn't ask any questions, that tells me that's somebody who, who follows orders, but doesn't have any uh, creativity to solve problems. Because the proper response, I think, to that is, is the, does the person live there? Are they visiting somebody who rents from there? Or are they actually the tenant? Well, they're actually, they're actually the tenant. Really, did they get through my screening? Oh, you do screening? See, now we're talking. Because a property manager knows what they're doing, knows that it's not going to rent to somebody that's going to do something stupid like that. Because they properly vetted them. So you're asking questions so they go off script. Because Absolutely. every every vendor's script is to tell you the same thing. We do a great job. We've been working here since whatever, 1999. But if you take them off script, then you hear their whole story, it sounds like. huh? Absolutely. If I, give the, if I take their reviews, I think reviews are, are garbage. Unless maybe they're Google and there's hundreds of them. But you can buy reviews. You can go on eBay or someplace, Fiverr, and order reviews and get 100 positive reviews. So wow. the, the review system is flawed. One thing that drives me crazy, if y'all are bored, go look at my, my reviews on iTunes. And about every fifth one, you'll see some pathetic podcast booking agency that will leave me a five-star review saying how amazing my show is. I assure you, they've never listened to it. And then they're kind enough to put the signature line of their podcasting referral service. They'll sign off with that. Oh, geez. that's cheap. And that's those so are the cheap. companies, guys. If those of you looking to get on podcasts, don't use those companies. Yes, I said that. And you can sue me, bro, because my attorney's better than yours. I assure you. That's the kind of stuff they do. So when I get when I get referrals from people like that, you know, that you really start thinking about stuff like this. I'll ask these questions purposely to see how they're going to react. Because if they mirror me, I don't need a do boy. I need someone to say, that's not how we look at our tenants. I need someone to have the, the stones to stand up to the problem and face it head on. Because when you don't have that, the whole relationship is going to crumble at some point in the future. And usually when it's least convenient <laughs> is what I've found. Mm. You know, for me, Mike, I love what you did about interviewing. You, you mentioned there, I'm not sure if people caught it, but you mentioned people, you interviewing your property manager for the podcast. And I don't want to lose sight on what that, why you did that. I know why you did that, but Tell the folks listening the reason behind that. Yeah, because when you put a camera on somebody and before you actually turn the camera on, you develop a quick relationship. Hey, I want to promote your business because I like what you're doing. I like your your business philosophy, right? Just saying that, even if you don't even know the person that puts their guard down. Exactly. And when the guard goes down, the camera comes on and that's when the truth comes out. And then, of course, I develop a relationship, and now I'm number one in this buyer's list, which is where everybody should be. Every real estate investor, uh, whether you've started or you haven't, listening to this, you need to get on all your vendors' top list. This is 100%. a good person. This is per somebody who will close. This is a real buyer, someone that will sort things out. And the other part of that is, is that you're giving value to somebody. By you putting them on your YouTube channel, However many people watch that video now know if they get to see that version of that property manager to decide if that property manager is someone they want on their team. And this guy may wind up getting business out of that. Well, he won't now because he sold the company, but assuming that he still had the company, he very well could get clients out of that. So if you guys have noticed over the years, I've had some of my vendors that are and my team members that are very important to me on the show. Sean Yesner has been on the show countless times. Because he's one of the biggest assets to cash flow guys. We use him with the fund. We, I've used him on my own deals. He just opened a couple of corporations for me. He does all my my legal needs that are within his purview. And when the 
I ask him for something that is not within his expertise, he's good about referring me somebody that he himself has used or worked with directly that he respects as a fellow attorney. Oh, just not someone in his Rolodex. Right. And mm. Sean's a BNI guy, but Sean won't give those, those disingenuous uh, referrals. That's not in his, that's not, that's not who he is. He, he's an ethical guy. Yes. He's an attorney and he's ethical at the same time. It's crazy. I know, but <laughs> I got a handful of those people. I know <laughs> it, Sean's, Sean's like the most, Sean the best one I can. Though. He is awesome. But uh, so shout out to Sean Yesner, Yesner Law, if you're listening. But uh, guys, wrap it up today. You got to sit there and think about who you're bringing into the equation and how they're going to treat your best customer. Every tenant that you bring into the fold should be thought of as your best customer. They should be on your team, to your point, Mike. They should be on your team. You should think of them on the same level as you are, because here's the thing. They're the ones that's putting money in your pocket. They are your customer. They are your client. You're, they are not your bitch. They are not your your trailer trash or whatever else you can come up with. They're on the same level and should be treated on the same level as you are. And if you get that mindset, if you get that servant's mindset, if you lead with that servant's heart, Mike and I just took on a multifamily property for our fund. We're going to have a whole bunch of new tenants coming on board here soon. Same thing. We are doing a build out right now on an incredible multifamily property in Tarpon Springs, Florida. We're really excited about it. It's a very boutique, very uh, high-end, specialized type property. It's going to be a home run. We're really, really excited about it. And we're going to put the right tenants in there that are going to make it not only a win for us and more importantly, a win for our investors, but it's going to be a win for the folks that get the pleasure of living there. That's what we're putting together. We're putting together an experience. When you come and live at, at, at our new place and you decide to sign that lease, what you're signing the lease for is value. You're going to come home to a place that you're proud to live at. You're going to want to invite your friends over. You're going to want to hang out in the front porch and read a book on a day like today when it's probably like 76 degrees with a light breeze in Tarpon Springs, Florida. You're going to want to walk down to the bakery that's two blocks away or go down to the Sponged Rocks, which is three blocks away and have a beer over at five branches. By the way, guys, I just met the owner. So if you go to Tarpon Springs, great guy. Go in there, ask the, see the owner and tell him Tyler sent you. Great guy. But it's an experience. You guys can already picture it. Imagine this, early 1900s, beautiful home, restored back to period, very high-end appointments, very welcoming, very warm, gorgeous. You walk in the door, it says, wow. You walk upstairs, grand staircase, wow. You kind of feel like it's too nice for you to live there. And at the end of the month, when you write the rent check, you think you're sticking it to us because you're just getting too good of a deal. Meanwhile, our investors, they're happy as a clam because they're getting returns that far exceed anything they ever imagined before. Mike and I look like rock stars because after we're done with this project, we will be rock stars. And everybody wins, and that's what it's all about. If you've got money sitting around doing nothing, you want to take your investing to the next level, then maybe it's time to get over to cashflowguys.com. You whack the button, you get on our calendar, you have a conversation with us. There is investment opportunity open in this property for the right folks that qualify. If you want to find out if you qualify, it's time to connect with us. That begins by going to cashflowguys.com, hitting that calendar button and getting on the calendar, getting on the phone with us and having a conversation to see if what we're planning on doing matches with where you want to go and make sure everything's a win-win. We shake hands. We'll welcome you to the fold and you can be part of the process. You can join the show. You can put your money to use doing something great for good people that are going to build a future in a community right here in Central Florida. 
Guys, have a great week, Mike. Thanks for taking some time out today. It's lovely having you back on the show. I want to see you here every week, but I know you can't be here every week. So thanks for showing up. And guys, lastly, have a great week. We'll catch up with you next time. You got to do something different or you're going to have the same results. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.